Hello, my name is Kathy Moyer, and I'm Vice President of Content and Community at SCIPTA. Today, we'll be discussing the latest guidelines in treating patients with heart failure. Dr. Michael Dickinson is a heart failure specialist who has graciously agreed to join this Q&A session. Dr. Dickinson is a board-certified cardiologist and fellow of the American College of Cardiology and the Heart Failure Society of America. He serves as Medical Director of Heart Failure and Heart Transplant at Spectrum Health in Michigan. Dr. Dickinson, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm happy to be with you. So Dr. Dickinson, I'd like to start our discussion on patients with heart failure with preserved ejection fraction. For years, the mainstay in treating uh, patients with heart failure with preserved ejection fraction were diuretics. As a heart failure specialist, what are some of the newer options? You know, we're thrilled to actually have some options available for us. It used to be a joke at the meetings that you would put up a slide and say treatments for heart failure with preserved ejection fraction and have an empty slide. We're, we're happy to have some treatments on the slides. Um, one of the things that we realize is that there are multiple phenotypes for heart failure with preserved ejection fraction and paying attention to the complexities of each patient are important. But we're also really pleased to see data coming out of more recent trials with the use of the SGLT2 inhibitors, especially empagliflozin and dapagliflozin um, that have shown meaningful and significant and real benefit in patients with heart failure with preserved ejection fraction. Um, also, it's been exciting to see that in the um, post-study um, subgroup analysis, this appears to be a true effect um, independent of the ejection fraction and not just a mid-range um, effect. Of course, the guidelines would also still indicate for select patients, um, spironolactone or um, blockade of um, mineralocorticoid could be effective and the use of secubitril valsartan can be considered. And then we're starting to realize that there is a um, large portion of the population that may have unrecognized transthyretin amyloid. And so continuing to screen for those patients because we now have therapies to prevent progression of amyloidosis. Excellent, thank you so much. Uh, Dr. Dickinson, we hear about the guideline-directed medical therapies. Will you please share what are the GDMT4 for heart failure with reduced ejection fraction, and how should they be initiated? In a particular sure. order, all at once, or gradually? Yeah, that's a great question. You, you know, um, the Paradigm trial with the release of Secubitril Valsartan ushered in a little bit of a period of confusion. For years, it was good enough to use beta blockers and ACE inhibitors. And, and now we have a variety of new agents. As time has gone on, the answer has become clear. Um, each agent provides meaningful and substantial benefit in our patients, and all of them ought to be used. And so now we routinely talk about GDMT4. In my interaction with patients, I even hold up my four fingers and say it's important that we get you on all of the four pillars and that we work to do whatever is necessary to get you on the pillars. There's some recent um, data suggesting that if you initiate all four pillars at the same time, they tend to balance each other out and the medications are better tolerated when you do that. So we would say, um, certainly in the inpatient space, immediately start all four pillars at low doses and begin titrating. And even in select patients in the ambulatory space, it's the best thing to do and the um, um, most sure way of getting them on all four of these life-saving therapies. Excellent, thank you so much for clarifying the guidelines. And then Dr. Dickinson, so we touched on uh, patients with heart failure with preserved ejection fraction, 
and then reduced ejection fraction. And you kind of started mentioning um, patients um, with heart failure with mid-range ejection fraction. So what medication should those patients be on? Yeah, so it's also an interesting area and there's increasing study coming in this area. We do see benefit, of course, with um, ACE inhibitors, which were proven there in years gone by, and also with um, beta blockers. Um, there is data suggesting benefit from um, uh, Secubitrol Valsartan, but especially the SGLT2 inhibitors appear to have a unique role and beneficial role in this, um, in this um, population. So um, we would say um, probably not a lot of difference with reduced ejection fraction as we start to see data coming in, um, and um, we expect the guidelines will catch up with that over time. Sounds good. Um, and then um, many clinical trials use heart failure hospitalization as a clinical endpoint. Can you share like why is this important and what strategies are there to reduce heart failure hospitalization? Sure, that's um, an important point. You know, we view hospitalization for heart failure as a toxic event. There's data suggesting that the decline in patient function over time is not a linear one, but is a stepwise one, which is characterized by episodes of decompensation and usually hospitalization and treatment. And so measures that we can take to reduce the risk of hospitalization can have a meaningful and long-term benefit in terms of patient outcomes. Those hospitalizations are likely a marker of their decline, but also are likely a part of the decline in patients. So any therapy that we can use to reduce hospitalizations um, would be beneficial for the care of our patients. Um, it really falls back to then guideline-directed medical therapy. Again, the four pillars um, all have strong data for reduction in um, hospitalization, as well as some benefit for mortality reduction. Um, we've even taken it to the point of implementing a GDMT clinic where we have a pharmacist-driven clinic where we can refer patients now and they can um, drive the titration of the medication so we can get them on those medicines. Dr. Dickinson, we talked about the GDMT4 drug classes. I'd like to get your opinion on the SGLT2 inhibitor class. I believe empegliflozin is currently the only approved heart failure therapy to demonstrate a statistically significant risk reduction in CV death and hospitalization, regardless of left ventricular ejection fraction in patients with heart failure. How does that affect decision-making when selecting an SGLT inhibitor for heart failure patients? Right, so you know, um, there are um, two agents that have been mostly studied and both of them have shown strong outcomes. Empagliflozin has some advantages. Um, first off, it's been studied in thousands and thousands of patients with ASCVD and ASCVD risk. It's also been studied in both reduced and preserved ejection fraction and has gained an indication from the FDA for use in patients independent of their ejection fraction. The other advantage is that in the EMPEROR trials, um, patients were studied down to an estimated glomerular filtration rate of 20. And so in patients with preserved ejection fraction or in those who have a low um, glomerular filtration rate, based on the study designs, I feel comfortable prescribing empagliflozin for those patients. Okay, thank you so much. And then Dr. Dickinson, unfortunately, some patients aren't able to afford all of their medications and they might feel like they have to pick and choose which prescriptions to fill. So for these patients where cost might be an issue, which are the most important heart failure medications and does it differ by ejection fraction? 
So it's an unfortunate reality with our current state of healthcare. Um, and this actually comes up on a daily basis. Ultimately, what I have um, felt is that I embrace a really open discussion with my patients. Um, I, I talk to them about the fact that cost might be a barrier. Um, that really, this question is kind of like um, analogous to saying, which of your children do you want to sacrifice? Um, all four pillars are um, very important with very strong um, effect and a very low number needed to treat. So it's not really easy to pick one over the other. Obviously, if you have someone with atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease or risk or diabetes, we have some data about um, preventing progression with SGLT2 inhibitors. We would be more prone to choose it in that um, population. Those who um, appear to have um, high um, uh, blood pressure or high systemic vascular resistance, you might want to choose Secubitril Valsartan in such a population. But the true answer is, probably choosing all of them and working with your pharmacist, working with your patient, looking at patient assistance or copay cards or doing whatever is necessary to try to overcome the barriers. So so I'm, I'm waffling out of the answer. The answer is all of them and trying to come up with mechanisms to have the patients get on all of the proven therapies. I'm, I'm so glad that you mentioned the copay cards and the patient assistance programs because Pretty much all of the branded medications, if if the patient goes onto the, the branded website or the pharmacist goes onto the branded website, they can apply for the copay cards for um, insured patients, and then they have the patient assistance program for the um, uninsured or underinsured patients. And then even Medicare. Medicare, you know, does cover these products, and a lot of the copays are affordable. So I think that between the savvy patients and the caregivers and the pharmacists, everyone you know should be able to help get that medication for them yeah that's great and that's that's really been what our experience is usually what i end up doing is prescribing the medicine telling the patient to call me if there's a cost barrier and then invoking the help of my pharmacist to try to overcome those cost barriers that's perfect thank you so much well dr dickinson thank you again for joining us today and for clarifying and providing uh, deeper insights on the guideline-directed medical therapies for patients with heart failure. We really appreciate it. Thank you for your time.